This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Get out of town. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. I'm Tad Whistle. I'm John Binley. We are at Liveberg Studio. In Glenshaw, check them out online, livebergstudio.com. Joining us today is Ben Stonium, our producer. Hey. Love having him here. John, let's jump right into it. It looks like... Hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm ready. It looks like the Mitch Luchansky era has ended, which I can't believe we waited this long. John, your wife... (laughs) Let's talk about... Let's talk about her. (laughs) What could go wrong? I'll talk about my wife on my podcast. You told me that you told me that your wife was was like, so what's up with Luchansky? It was Buchansky, she said. Buchansky. That's slightly worse. Yeah. Uh, she also unironically, like the first couple times, it was cute, and we're sitting around over at my in laws this weekend, and she's still mixing up George Pickens and Kenny Pickett, which was like cute at first, but it's. It's the fourth quarter. Time is winding down. It's clear that we're going to lose, and she did it again. And I was like, "Look at me! Look at me!" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, look at me." Say George Pickens. He's a receiver. Say Kenny Pickett. He because like every time they say George Pickens' name, she's like, "I thought Kenny Pickett was the oh no quarterback." And I'm just like, like I said, at first it was cute, but like it's her duty to to get this right. It's week five. We're one and three. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. I will say, she does make up for it. Uh, we talked about the Jesse James game during Patriots Week. I was at that game. We hadn't been married yet. One of the things that really sold me as we got down to the the, the wedding date was she broke her hand in frustration, <laughs> punching a chair over the Jesse James catch. So it's not that she's not loyal. It's not that she doesn't care. Her heart's in the right place. She's just Her head's not in the game right now. We're going to work through it. Um, and the Steelers are going to work through it, right? We got our guy in there. Everything's changed. You know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I know we didn't win the game, but I woke up Monday morning and I checked my credit score, and it was higher. Could it be coincidence? Kenny, Kenny. You know, my grandfather called me. Okay, he's got the gout real bad. Right after that game, he's like. I don't know if it has anything to do with, but I'll just say, when Trubisky was playing, the gout still giving me right. problems. Crystals in the joints is, I think, what gout is. Mm. Cured. You know, I was actually able to uh, get an erection. <laughs> hey, look, Kenny Pickett's not going to... That was that was unrelated. Kenny Pickett is... I, you know, I don't think he's going to solve all of the oh. problems, but there's going to be an evening out. This is going to be an exciting brand of football to watch finally instead of the slow death of Mitch Trubisky, 
paralyzed by analysis back there. Right. I think that I'm probably there's a, I think there's a camp of Steeler fans that were that you know, I I'm just going to come out and say this. I don't think I've said it yet. I'm not a huge Pitt fan. Growing up like I was into like you know, those Rod Rutherford teams, even going back like Pete Gonzalez as a child, but something happened to me between you know, late high school, college, adulthood. Like I just lost interest in Pitt. I, you you went to Duquesne and you hate yourself. Yeah, that's pretty much right. Accurate. Um, but I'm an NFL fan. I've just I'm not a huge college football fan. Pitt's teams weren't really, you know, with the except for the random year here and there. So like the Kenny Pickett thing, I'm like cool. All right, I caught a little a mild case of Pickett fever. Watched some of the games, but like. I've been very just, okay, Trubisky, it's good. I'm okay with the Kenny thing. But when he came in and when he stood in the pocket and he took that hit and he got up and he was laughing and John at that Jets D lineman, I was like, I'm sold. Tomlin put him in at the perfect time. I loved, I, I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I mean, I wish, like, my life would be so much better if they had won that game. Like, it would be better. Right. It would be undeniably better. And that's a sad thing to say. And I agree with you. It's not always going to be pretty. Roethlisberger didn't win his first appearance. I, I doubt that Kenny Pickett will then rip off 15 straight en route to the AFC Championship game. But he could. Sure. He could. Uh, it's, look, it's a, usually uncertainty is a bad thing. In, in watching football and being a fan of professional sports. But, you know, I think the city and certainly Mike Tomlin is ready for, you know, the devil you don't know here. Mm-hmm. And I am too. Don't you think he, that Coach T played that perfectly, though? I think he decided it. I mean, he decided in that moment, right? Do you th- I don't think before the game he was like, if it goes bad up, like, I think that was a total gut thing. I think... For whatever people feel like Tomlin leaves something to be desired X's and O's wise, I don't think there's a better coach in the league when it comes to like the emotion of his team and morale. And I just thought like, man, you only can play that card once. I thought he played it at the right time. It didn't work out as far as getting the win, but it felt right. I'm glad to know that Tomlin uh, still has the f***ing rocks to do stuff like that hell yeah that was sweet and going along with that when he went for it on fourth and one from oh my god our own, I love that. our own 32 i was i was like he's gone mad i loved it i loved it that's what we we're saying he's he's unhinged this year i love it yeah love it. and then they showed tomlin on the sideline walking he was like doing the conor mcgregor strut mm-hmm <laughs> We need that. He needs to inject himself into. I mean, that was so clear, and I didn't even realize it until Kenny came in. Like, and again, I haven't been dragging Mitch as bad. I don't think, but like, I just don't think he. It's like, it's an intangible thing. It's just like when Kenny came in, I just there was a life to. I don't know my life. Right, it was worth living again <laughs> for the first time. So I'm caught up. I got Kenny fever. Let's go. We're gonna run the table. <laughs> it's look. It's gonna be sweet. And like you said before, when Kenny was trash talking that dude, and then I don't know. There were two instances of that, which like 
one's a lot two is like oh kenny pickett is yeah. just he's like he's like an he's an asshole i, I like guess it. this yeah. is sweet and not an asshole in a jay cutler way or an aaron Rodgers, where way. he like sucks or an aaron Rodgers, you think you're actually smart but yeah. you're not kind of way and right. not in a church candy philip rivers kind of way right kenny pickett is an asshole in the like if i'm drunk enough i'll smoke a cigarette yeah i'll smoke 10 cigarettes i don't care that's what we need you know tell you what else was sweet chris wormley with the, the shovel, shovel thing. I like it. Yeah, that was Has pretty Has he always cool. done that? I don't think so. Well, I'm going like to use that. In what instance of your life I don't you know. Something's going to happen where I'm going to need to. If I, I'm, man, if I played you in cornhole and you were like dominating me and you did the shovel thing, I would be so much more pissed off. Yeah, you would because you're weirdly competitive as like we've talked about. I have about. a problem. Yep. I have a deep, I have something wrong with me. Um... Okay. Can we? You, you said some. You wrote something in the rundown. Yeah, I did. And if it if it rehashes the conversation, I think it has the potential to rehash. I'm gonna, no, no, I'm no. gonna leave. No, no. I just think I understood why the Deontay Johnson touchdown didn't get because because the original ruling because his foot was out of bounds. Okay, the Minka catch was in. The Minka interception. Yeah. Was in. I saw, Probably. A I saw a picture in, in real time. It didn't look like it. They showed the replay. I'm like, can we get a look at that? Right. And I saw a picture on Twitter today that could have been Photoshopped, but that picture that I saw, <laughs> it was in. I, I'd need a Baldi's breakdown on whether or not the make it. Look, I think he was probably in, and I saw the same picture you're saying too, but, you know. It was weird not to get either call. Felt like we could have. Could have got one of those. Well, fortunately, Tomlin is. Uh, Tomlin should do a betting podcast, like for challenges. Call us. Yeah, we'll get Tomlin. Yeah, off season. Where you just do the opposite of whatever he says, because my man can't win a challenge Ooh. in like the last three years. Early in his career, he was decent at it. I, mm-hmm. I went back and like did the Pro Football Reference thing, and I think he's over five hundred. But he has been very cold lately. Yeah, like. He has been uh, ice cold. It's not his forte. Gunnar Olszewski. Yeah, his forte is not holding on to the ball. What the f***? (laughs) (laughs) Him and Ryan Switzer are going to start a support group for short white guys. Yeah, Cole Beasley could probably get in on that, although he was actually kind of good. Yeah. Was he? Yeah, I guess he was for a little bit. Yeah. Man... I guess Calvin Austin's going to come back and we can be done with this era of dropping it's gonna, crucial punts. It's going to be Sims. He was great. What happened to him? Is he hurt? I think he's coming back, okay. right? We need him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know that he he returned punts in Washington. I mean, just just the last thumbnail on the game here, the bow on the game, the Buchansky era, over. It's over. That's it. The Pickett era is here. We've we can raise Pickett up like the deity that he is. Hey, one more thing: the Gunnar Olszewski era is over, but he will always have the honor of having his name in a Cleve Saxman song. That's true. So, and I have a brewski with young Gunnar Olszewski. If you don't drop it, wow, that's. I mean, and that is, it's immortality. The, the American songbook. <laughs> Yeah, Gunnar Olszewski's like 
He's at a bar. He's at Jack's, like, the day after his release. He's, like... Pretending to be Colby's. I was in a Cleve Sexman song. They said my name They said my name wrong, but I was still in it. This, they had to shoehorn it. It's, it's actually... It's actually more closely uh, accurate to my Polish name. That's than, right. There's like he's talking to no one. He's talking to a jar of pickled eggs. Now, one thing that makes it really tough for me to watch games on CBS specifically is like the Steelers, you know, things in that game were not going our way. It's like Pickett is intercepted and they go to commercial and it is an advertisement for what looks like the worst goddamn show of all time. The Equalizer, like, that's great. Whatever, Queen Latifah. I, I'm I'm never going to watch that because these have been suggested to me in times of personal crisis. But that new show <laughs> about the firefighters who are criminals and they're in jail. Is that the premise? I didn't even the, pick up on uh, the premise. The premise, as I understand it, is that these they're convicts and this guy is like, You'll do less of a sentence if you can fight these fires. I think they actually do that in, like, California and out west. But here's the twist in the CBS version. They have to jerk off onto the fires Uh, to put them out. Has been known. Fire jerkers. To retard flames. All new (laughs) premier fire jerkers on CBS. What What would you do for freedom? Would you jerk off on a fire? An open flame? Maybe. You never know until you're tested. Right. The heat. It's intense. <laughs> uh, yeah, what happened to the good old days of, like, the mentalist? Oh, or... Person what, of interest. What's the James Spader... I think it's... Person the Blacklist. Of, yeah, yeah. The Blacklist. James Spader's, like, wearing a hat, and, like, yeah. the still shot is him, like... At these cop shows... Uh, are just like they're they feel like they're ai generated it's like <laughs> we we got this guy from that cop show and we and instead of being in new york it's in chicago right and a single father yeah uh who has a quirky offbeat personality right. tries to solve crimes in yeah. lancaster pennsylvania yeah you're just like not now right not now you really could. You could just put a few keywords into a bot. We it's should make that. probably what they're doing. We should. Right. I'm going to make some calls. I'm going to call our friends at Point Park. Ah. I'm going to call the elite. Uh, Data scientists. They're big on, on tech. They're big on AI. They've done some scholarly peer-reviewed work. It's kind of like there's MIT. Uh, it's There's a little... CMU, and then Point Park's kind of right in there. It's like a 1A, 1B, yeah. 1C, and I don't even know if I'd agree with that order. <laughs> we could also get Point Park to figure out if Kenny coming into the game had any effect on the crowd. Or on the game. Or on the game. <laughs> any good shirts out there for Kenny? I'm glad you brought that up, John, because it just so happens... We have a list of million-dollar parking lot shirt ideas Ooh. for the next Steeler game. And look, we don't. We would like you to do the right thing and give us a cut as you print these in mass. You don't have to. You don't have to. A shout-out would be cool, right. but however you want to play it. Part of our contract is we have to do public service like this. So 
I'm going to reveal. I'll go first. Okay. We got $3 million shirts All right. here. Okay. Follow me. Kenny Juice. Mm. Mike Tomlin has Beetlejuiced Kenny Pickett into the Steelers' offense. It's impossible to put him back. He's now going to terrorize the AFC North. Nay, the league. There's the Michael Keaton connection. Michael Keaton, of course, a Montour grad. Love him. Um, what would the shirt be? Like him on a sandworm? Kenny on a sandworm? Kenny on a sand... That's great. Kenny on a sandworm in the striped suit. Or... <laughs> When Beetlejuice has the spikes coming out of him, and he's like, he's at that uh, the strip club, the ghost <laughs> strip club, and he's like, we're gonna guy uh, get a little action yeah. around here. Yeah. yeah, potentially that Kenny. So there could be a whole line of Kenny Juice shirts just in time for Halloween. I'd like to see Tom with the shrunken head, though. They got oh, Tom. oh yeah, <laughs> shrunken head Tomlin, or yeah, yeah shrunken head uh, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and. I guess Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, somebody make this. The problem with the Kenny Juice thing is that uh, the people he's really tormenting, the Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin of this scenario, is Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. Hmm. We shop at the same store. <laughs> I, I'm due for a rewatch on that. Oh, it's good. It's good. I got one for you. It's Hit a me. lot more simple and crude and to the point. Love it. Pick it and lick it. Okay, so pick it on the shirt on the front. Okay, lick it on the back. <laughs> right. So, like, if there's someone behind you that lick it, lick it. What the hell? Hey, look at this guy's shirt, and then it's pick it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You win him over. Yeah. Slowly. Yeah. Um. And since this is a parking lot shirt, Rolling Stones tongue logo. Yeah. Potentially too. That wouldn't be a problem. People do it all the time. Like the Stones use the Steelers motif on their shirts this, that this that probably what, what's crazy is like the financial terms of that arrangement it would it's like your career your <laughs> lifetime earnings involved in that deal is how yeah. sad it is it's cool though i want to get one of those last one here it is ready kenny woods open okay so you've got kenny pickett Ooh. on the front and his flies down and inside his fly you can see in there and it's a Lombardi trophy. Poke it like the whole thing or yeah. just the tip? Some of it. Enough that you're like, that's a Lombardi trophy. Not the base. No, not the base. You yeah. wouldn't know from the base. That's what I mean. Uh, and then on the back of the shirt, just because you've got space, you don't want unused space and design. On the back of the shirt, uh, it's Kenny Pickett like Tom Cruise in Risky Business with sunglasses like this. And then it just for no reason says the original log jammer. That would get people going. <laughs> I'm still fired up about that. Kenny Woods Open, there's something there. All options are gross and inappropriate. But in the parking lot, t-shirt the marketplace, yeah. you need to lean into these things. I'll tell you what we're going to see. Hit me. We're going to see the South Park Kenny as a, in like a Steeler And that sucks. Thing. Yeah. Well, we're going to see that from other teams. We're right. going to see Kenny dead in all of his forms. Uh, and then we'll see that from... I shouldn't have said that. Said anything. You put it into the world right. now. Well, John, uh, another big local sports thing that I is really taking up so little of my bandwidth um, 
is the end of the Pirates season. Yep, they've been playing this whole time. These last five weeks, they've been playing games still. Isn't that unbelievable? You kind of forget about it until you see on Twitter someone post the like picture of the crowd, and it's just there 400 is. people. <laughs> yeah. um, I had I had hoped to go, but now that like with this Pujols uh, coming in for these final few games, it, it's it's going to be it's not going to be a tough ticket. It's just like you're going to be there with people who are trying to catch a home run ball and ready to kill for it, mm-hmm. which I understand. The real the real OG move, like the true play a move, is to go down there, try to catch a Albert Pujols home run ball, and then throw it back. Like, take your golden ticket and tear it wow. up in front of Willy Wonka's face. It would be badass. But isn't that like a, you love the team so much? Like, no one would do that because no one, like, No, loves... it's just you're sticking it to a legend who's done nothing to you. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. Of course, then he gets to keep the ball that he would have paid you, I don't know, upwards of... $300,000 for, but that's yeah. not the point. That's not the point. Anyway, the Pirates, um, we're recording this uh, before they play their final two games, so we won't really know uh, how it pans out if they'll get to that magical 100-loss mm. marker. Historic. <laughs> I don't think it is, and that's really sad, too. Yeah. I think the Lloyd McClendon stealing first base here, I think they were like much worse than this somehow, mm. but... Um, we actually we have a friend at the post office. His name is Kevin Kramer. He's a uh, he's a local author, mm-hmm. and he actually found on the floor of the men's room, which is an odd place to find an open piece of mail, an open parcel. Wow, big no no at the post office. He actually found a letter that pirate player Brian Reynolds uh, wrote to his mother from the trenches, from the deep within the trenches of PNC wow. Park. Um, he touches on things about the season. Um, we recorded the contents of that letter, and we want you to hear it now to kind of get an inside perspective on the 2022 Pittsburgh Pirates. Dearest Mother, I write you from the banks of the Allegheny, where our summer campaign has come to a feeble and merciful end. When we left Florida and began our trek north, enthusiasm for the journey was already uncommonly low, and I must say that our performance these many months later has only dimmed morale even further. Our regimental leaders, Shelton and Charrington, seem like capable men, but I'll be damned if they aren't being hung out to dry by General Nutting, a tepid and tight-fisted scoundrel who seems to care nothing about our results on the field, providing us with only impotent personnel and the most meager of rations. He's stolen the glory we dreamt of as boys and left only anguish in its wake. Consequently, we fear we've been forgotten by those at home, where the crowds to greet us are as scant as our provisions. We lost many men along the way. Privates Marisnik, Sutsugo, Knapp, Hembry, Perez, Chang, Chavis, Tucker, all met their ends in unsettling ways I loathe to mention, lest I cause you many nights of unrest. Truth be told, I can no longer envision their faces. But though these months have yielded little in the way of victory, I must say my eyes detect a far-off ray of sunlight in this fog of despair. Private Cruz has arrived in camp. And oh, what a gifted young man. The finest we've had in many years. I only hope he isn't beset by the same recurrent malaise that seems to befall other promising young men in this camp. I feel much the same way about Private Bednar, 
who has ridden to our rescue on many occasion. If I only knew where he was from, no one in camp has mentioned it. Not once. I mean, it'd be great to know if he was from around here or something. But I suppose this, like all of life's great questions, is destined to go unanswered. So in summary, this year's campaign was once again troublingly vexing. We've been told that there is hope on the horizon, but the veterans of this regiment say that hope is a ghost we've been chasing for decades. I ask you, Mother, will we be the ones to break through, or are we the ghosts ourselves? Give my love to Eliza, or Emma, or Anna, or some other old-timey woman's name. With love, your son, Corporal Brian Reynolds. Wow. Could you imagine? Just to, to have a glimpse behind the scenes on atrocities like that right. is... And Brian Reynolds, I mean, what a poet. He can hit for average. He's a switch hitter. But the lyricism is really what gets me. I mean, that's just kind of the... It's profound. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot at stake for Brian Reynolds, who could be shot for treason for writing that letter. Right. I just, I'm really excited to see the Ken Burns piece that's due out. Uh, <laughs> due out. I think in November. Ken Burns was, yeah, the huge bulletin board of like, okay, here's how it's going to go. All right. Right. We want to thank a uh, friend of the show, Kevin Kramer, for uh, for sending that to us. Kramer is he's an amazing author uh, and writer. He's a local guy. He's got a new book coming out. He's written a variety of books on a variety of topics. Um, he's got a new book coming out. It's called American Grunt. We'll, we'll have to get him on the show. Um, I know it's going to be released soon, maybe maybe during the bye week, but Kramer's a super talented, super funny guy, and uh, our huge thanks to him um, for that wonderful letter. Right on. Hell yeah. Also, Brian Reynolds, weirdly, he sounds like you with a southern accent. He's got a great voice. Yeah. All right, somber news here, John. You don't like to see this for anyone, but... And I think it's terrible. It's being reported that Tom Brady and his wife, Giselle, looks like they're lawyering up mm. and they're headed for Splitsville, USA. Very sad. We are both children of divorced parents. That's right. You don't like to see anything like this happen. You hate it. You hate it to your core being. Thoughts and prayers. Because now Tom Brady is probably going to play really well the rest of the season. And he's going to spite play another four or five years. Yeah. Yeah, like he, like he's going to play CFL when he can't hack it here anymore. Right. And he's going to lose his mind. He's going to be like Darth Vader. He'll be more plastic right. surgery than man. He probably can't get a concussion now because of the work that he got done over the summer. Yeah, that I think that's that medically checks out. I think, <laughs> I think that um, you know, for all of those uh, listeners out there whose parents are divorced, you know, Brady's the goat divorced dad now. <laughs> I know, don't. You I thought don't. you thought your dad did a good job holding it together, coming to see you, taking to your game, maybe, maybe not, but you know, you got to. Seven-time Super Bowl champ. This, I don't, you and your dad, your dad and Tom Brady have 
have a, have a little more in common. He's a little more human now, a little bit I know. more relatable. I know. It makes him more relatable. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know what? You couldn't make it work either, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and you were in, yeah, you were in a great situation. Yeah. You played this children's game far too long. Right. You were great at it. You had no reason to come back. You're set for life. And then... You're going to lose in the divisional round of the playoffs. I think so, unless, you know, I'll tell you what. Unless he doesn't. If he doesn't, the number of people that are going to be calling National Fixed League conspiracies, it's like, Tom Brady gets divorced, Goodell feels bad for him, he rigs the NFL. People say stuff like that to me all the time, and if it happens, I will believe them 100%. Okay, I'm going to go another direction. Okay. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, I will be a fan. No. Yeah. No. Right? Because then it then he's like Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. It's like... No, 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 no. Him being Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler is if uh, going into the final game... The Bucks are seven and nine, and he dies in the game, jumping over the pile. Okay. Then he's Mickey Rourke in the wrestling. All right, you're right, you're right, you're right. What you said earlier about him being the goat of divorced dads, he's definitely like the goat of not being around a lot. Like, oh. no, I mean, he's, he won seven Super Bowls. You you can't be like an involved parent and win seven Super Bowls. I guess not. He's not winning the Super Bowl of being a dad. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. Do they live in Florida now? I don't know. How do you say Giselle's last name? Bunchen. Is that it? Every time people say, I feel like they're Bunchen. Giselle Bunchen. Well, the only people that get it right are like, are people who are multilingual and trying to flex it on everyone right. at all times, which I hate. We get it. You did a semester abroad. Yeah, in France. Doesn't Take even make easy. sense. Yeah. Right. She's Brazilian. You don't know right. what you're talking about. It's like when you go to a Mexican restaurant with someone and they're like talking normally. Oh, sorry. I'll have the enchiladas. Whoa. <laughs> you worked at a Mexican Whoa. restaurant? Yes, I you did. You did. So. Yes, I did. Holy shit. Take it easy. Oh. Yeah. Big shot. Some, c- somebody's ordering. Right. Was there a worse feeling when you were. I don't know. Did you take Spanish when you were a kid? No, I took French. All right. I took Spanish and. This happens less to you because culturally, I guess we've decided French food is like financially inaccessible to yeah. get on a Tuesday night. The um, French food truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they weren't rolling up. Yeah. Um, oh, this escargot is great. You don't want to buy a snail from a truck. No. Um, my mom, we would like go out for, we would go to Cozumel and Shadyside. Ooh. If you, that was like upstairs mm-hmm. in Shadyside. And uh, my mom would be like, I knew she would do it. She'd be like, you know, Tad here is taking Spanish. And the actual Spanish-speaking waiter is then lighting you up with things that you are totally (laughs) unprepared for. You're like, I'm really hungry. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) See, <laughs> si, como estas? Like I sucked. I, you know, I took, I took nine years of Spanish. I don't, I don't know anything. See, all I did was convince my mom to be like, "Can we go to Don Pablo's? Tell him it was my birthday, even though it wasn't, so you could get the Polaroid and the sombrero." Hell yeah! Right? There's like seven or eight of those in a landfill somewhere. 
<laughs> Eight-year-old, nine-year-old me in a sombrero. On to the Bills. On to the Bills. Here's where I'm at. F*** it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm. Go- we got the right guy in there now. Yeah. I just hope that Trubisky does the honorable thing and they do like the Matrix brain hookup from the base of the skull with Kenny Pickett so right. he has an intimate knowledge of the Bills' defense. Yeah, but but Mitch Trubisky like only knows, like, I remember where the best bathrooms were. <laughs> I can't quite remember what how they're running their nickel, but I do know that the closest... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um I just hope my only hope for the game. I have two hopes that that Kenny brings the same energy, and that whoever's doing the broadcast just lays off the Josh Allen arm angle stroke fest. It's bad. <laughs> we get it. It's really sometimes he throws like this, and sometimes he throws, he like, throws that, like this. And he worked on it, and <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, enough. He's, yeah. Ugh. It's uh, it can be a lot, and they're the funny thing too that they do for Josh Allen is is they'll be like, you know, uh, Charles, it says here that uh, Josh Allen he used to suck, <laughs> but now he's good, right? And then you know, Charles Davis like, yeah, he's good now. He wasn't good. No one wanted him. He was a piece of garbage he on a played scrap in Wyoming. Yeah, yeah, played in Wyoming. Also, they're gonna do the Tomlin Sean McDermott thing, which I always pick up that like. They don't like... Do they like each other? It seems like... I don't think dudes like that like to be compared. Yeah, they show that William and Mary team photo. I don't know, and it just... Is that the thing that they played at William and Mary together? I think so. I think... And Sean McDermott was a walk-on, and I think Tomlin was like a baller, maybe a year or two older, and Sean McDermott was probably like pulling the rookie duty, like... Right. Yeah. So Tomlin like one hundred percent suns him like flat tired yeah. uh <laughs> Sean McDermott like before a game as he's supposed to get out there on like yeah. kick return yeah. and he's like trying to get his cleat back on, he's like, Oh god, right. oh right. Like Tomlin has definitely need Sean McDermott in the back while he was at a urinal. Yeah. And he like got pee on his hands yeah. and he like never forgave Tomlin. So win or lose, that. we'll always have that. Thank you, Coach T. <laughs> In a lot of ways, we've already won. Mm-hmm. Really got to let that get inside McDermott's head. I mean, okay. So look, so brain dump. Mitch, probably pissed. At least we can run his information through the Levi Wallace filter. Also, Ooh. the free agent acquisition, the new Steven Nelson of the Steelers. Right. I, I don't know, man. I don't know how hopeful to be. The Bills fans, they really bring it. They're, they do. I l- they're twice as drunk as we are. Yeah. We beat him last year. T.J. Watt played, and he turned in a monster performance. Wasn't it weird? I, was T.J. at the game? I didn't see any shots that T.J. had last week's game. I don't know. Bizarre how it's like, now I it's like, did he ever exist? Was he ever here? <laughs> what? A, <laughs> it was all a dream you yeah. had inside a lot. Yeah, T.J., uh, he's probably like, in a hyperbaric chamber right now, mm-hmm. drinking yerba mate and rubbing Ben Gay on his peck. Yep, because he's like, that'd be a cool, like, weird thing about him. He's very half measured about, like, he's like, I sleep in a hyperbaric chamber. I'm all natural except for 
like these really powerful chemical things that I, I know very little about. Right. Ben Gay, Tiger Bomb, very important. At the end of the day, with this Bills game, at least when we're out there on offense, you're not going to be like, I'll go to the bathroom. Mm. I'll get a beer. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, uh, we got Mick in there, and it's not a Keith song. Hell yeah. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Too early to get a Jalen Warren jersey? Yeah, but you'd be a badass. I might go for it, man. You'd be like the you'd be like the dude with the Veron Haynes jersey, right? And people would think like Connor, sick. And then and you'd I'd be turn like, around, nah, like, dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna do it for the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Huge shout out to Liveberg Studios for having us here. Check them out, livebergstudio.com. Huge shout to Ben Stonium, our producer. Let's get those bills. Let's let's run them down and let's do it and create a, a landscape of carcasses like those scenes in Dances with Wolves, the death of the American West. Good night, everyone. Check out the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts. <laughs>